Welcome to Concerning CAMS, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Our topic today is HVAC equipment. I have the pleasure to be here with David Engel. Dave is the manager of Advanced Roofing and Sheet Metals AC Division. Dave, can you please begin by telling us a bit about your background in the industry? Yes, I can, and thanks for having me. I've got 40-plus years in the HVAC field. I've been doing this ever since I got out of school. Um, I have been in three states. I've worked in Illinois, Texas, and Florida. Five years in Florida back in the 80s. Went back to raise a family in Illinois. Came down seven years ago, and I'm here to stay. (laughs) So I'm versed in design, installation, maintenance, service, and diagnostic problem-solving of systems. Okay. Well, as uh, association boards and association managers think about the life cycle of air conditions, uh, what do they need to think about with regard to when it's time to replace an AC system? Normally, the effective life of a unit in Florida is 10 to 12 years. Uh, With good maintenance and proper care, you can sometimes get out as far as 15 years. If you're on the beach, uh, Marco Island or down in the severe coastal areas, they can be as short as six to seven years and they will corrode and, and they become very inefficient and unreliable. The main thing to look at is the age of the equipment and what refrigerant types there are. The older style is the R22 refrigerant and that was no longer allowed to be put in units manufactured after 2010. So your unit would be 10 years old, and R22 cannot be manufactured anymore. So the price just continues to go up, and the technology has been replaced with much, much better equipment. Okay. And what do they? So if they don't make it anymore, how do they actually get the refrigerant for the older units that are still alive? So for any units that are out there, as systems are removed and updated with a new system with the 410A, the new refrigerant, mm. that it's reclaimed. None of that refrigerant is allowed to be released. We don't turn it out. It affects the greenhouse gases. So that is all brought in. It's sent back to reclaimers. Reclaimers filter it, dry it, and purify it. And the specs and the testing that's required, it has to meet or exceed the manufacturer's original data. Okay. So the reclaimed refrigerant is actually purer than the new refrigerant that was being made. So we can still get the R22 refrigerant, but it's more expensive and a little more difficult to get. So what has changed in the new systems to make them more efficient? The new systems use a different gas. It's R410A. You may refer to it. You'll hear people refer to it as Puron. Puron is a brand name. The refrigerant number is still 410A. It runs at a higher pressure, and it is actually with the higher pressure, it's more efficient. They increase the coil size, so you have a larger footprint of the unit. You've got more coil surface, so better heat transfer. They've also, in that process, thinned out the metal. So you've got a thinner coil, and you get better heat transfer. The compressor, which is the heart of your system, which pumps the refrigerant to give you the cooling, they, you still pump the same volume for the capacity, but they use a smaller electric motor. So that gains in the electric because you make it up with the larger coil. The problem or the concern is with the newer units, 
they take a larger footprint. They take up more space. They're a larger cabinet. So if you've got a bank of air conditioners on the roof of your Mm. project and they're closely spaced together, you may need to consider extending the racks or adding some space because the units don't operate well when they're sandwiched together. You need at least 12 to 18 inches between two units. And if they're crammed tight together, they overheat. They can't transfer the heat. You lose capacity and efficiency. So you need to have that that footprint and the ability to work. That being said, a survey can adjust that. We can, again, look at the space on the roof and either extend or add another rack. Okay. I've, you know, Dave, I've been to some of your CEU for CAM sessions, and I've seen some of the slideshows where you've showed, or PowerPoint presentations, where you've shown images of roofs that are just packed with uh, air conditioning units. When we're talking about new construction or, or they're doing renovation, what types of things should CAMs uh, be thinking about uh, in terms of giving feedback if they can be involved in the process about making that footprint broader or, or making better room for the footprint? What they need to look at is, is availability of the unit we've the slides that you're talking about we've had units that were sandwiched tight together Hmm. within an inch of each other and the new unit a two-ton unit which used to have a 26 inch footprint now has a 30 inch footprint Hmm. that extra four inches you couldn't sandwich in because there was only an inch on each side of them the units were very inefficient it comes back to the design of the building in that particular case they had sloped roofs and just a small area on the top for a flat We were able to extend some of the racks into the common walkways between the right and left buildings. So we were able to space out and give them places to put the new units. But a major renovation is going to need to take place to give everybody the proper space they need. Dave, what typically fails in a system? And how do you know when it's time to replace? The three major components that fail over time is the coils. The coils get corrosion because of the atmosphere. They get coil evaporator coils inside, get the excess moisture because they're running 3,000 hours a year compared to, you know, if you've got a northern home, it runs 600 hours a year. So if you think about the amount of runtime, the the units really do take a beating down here. With that, you want to be able to change it without spending too much money. If you put in a coil, a compressor, or a condenser coil, you're generally looking at about a third of the cost of a new system. So if you've had some minor service issues, or you you tend to have compressors, contactors, capacitors, the minor parts failing repeatedly, it's because the compressor is getting weak, it's drawing too much current, and you know you're going to have a failure soon. So by getting ahead of it and saying, okay, if one of those three fails... I can change the whole system at the cost, you know, instead of spending a third of the cost. You're going to save in the long run. If one part fails, if one coil fails, the other one's not far behind. You think about it a year later, it could be a month later, it could be a year later, two years later. There's no fixed time that when one fails, the other one's going to. But now you've paid two-thirds. So you've almost spent two-thirds of the cost, and you still have an old piece of equipment. So at that point, it's time to move ahead. Well, you mentioned corrosion. How does that have an impact on an air conditioning unit? The air conditioner has a finned coil. When you look at an air conditioner outside, you'll see all the aluminum fins, nice, bright, shiny, and there's a gap in between for the airflow. As coils age, 
the corrosion actually breaks off the metal and it expands. So as that's expanding, you're reducing the space for the airflow to go through the coil, making it less efficient. As those coils do that, they don't transfer the heat as well. So you're running at a hotter coil, more pressure, and it, it's less efficient. There are ways with a new system that you want to look at to help avoid that. Coils can be coated so that they last longer. There's coatings you can apply that we can have applied to the unit before it's installed, which will give you five years of additional corrosion protection. It prevents the coil from corroding. It's an epoxicil coating, and that will give you an extra life on your unit. Being installed on a new unit, it is a plus to do it in the factory or at a local supplier. In the field, if you've got a unit less than five years old and the corrosion isn't that bad, we can pressure wash it and you can do a field applied coating that gains two to three years. In the condominium, who's responsible, the association or the individual owner for, uh, for those units? The responsibility is generally up to the homeowners. The homeowners, as though it was another appliance in their home or refrigerator stove or whatever, the air conditioner is part of their home. However, the condensers are on the roof in the common area of the condominium. That is still their responsibility. However, if you've got an older building and the units are not sitting up on AC stands, they're just laying on the roof, current code says <clears throat> excuse me, they need to be raised up and put on stands. Uh, it's for safety and better maintenance of the roof below it. That becomes the association if there's a group, if the Codes require a change in the structure. Also, on the insurance claim, if there's a hurricane or a storm, if a storm hits and the units are blown loose or you've got flying objects that damage them, then they become the association's problem in a storm. Now, air conditioners have to be a match set. The air handler and condenser must match, and that isn't always the case if they just try and do the condenser. So you must change both the indoor and outdoor unit. Dave, thank you for joining us today on Concerning Cams to talk to us about AC equipment. If listeners have additional questions, how can they best reach you or your associates at Advanced Roofing and Sheet Metals AC Division? The best way to do that, my email address is david.engel, E-N-G-E-L, at A-R-S-M-F-L dot com. Or you can call me directly at 239-202-7320. Well, thank you, David. And we'll be sure to include this contact information in the episode notes for the podcast.